Welcome to Not Another Basic Girl Podcast, the weekly basic recap about all the things you've been texting your bestie about. I'm your host, Annie Kate. Let's check in and let's chat. We're doing this. Welcome to the first podcast episode. Okay. You guys are going to have to bear with me as I can to get this, I don't know, under control because, you know, this is my first one and I'm a little nervous and probably overthinking everything just like I do the majority of things in my life. But anyways, I'm so excited. This has been an idea in my mind for a long time and I finally got some encouragement and confidence to kick it off. So this is this is it. Here we are. So every week we're going to dive into different things that we've all been texting our besties about, whether it's pop culture, social media, relationships. Um, I'm going to be introducing a wait what moment of the week where either you can email in to me kind of that head scratching moment that happened to you this week and we can discuss it or I'm sure it's me. I have something that happened during the week that I'm scratching my head about. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about self-care too, things we're doing, especially this year, I think self-care became more and more important. And we need to discuss the tips and tricks because that's conversations that I've been having with my best friends. Um, Of course, I want to thank two of my best friends for really pushing me Um, to start this. And of course, my fiance, Luke, who will probably make an appearance at one point or another, but we're here. We're doing it. We're live. Let's go. Okay. I don't know what is in the water with celebrities and especially like reality TV celebrities. One in particular who has truly been keeping me up at night. And that is the one and only Madison LaCroix. And I'm sure the majority of you do know a little bit about what's been going on, but to give you a really quick quick, um, recap, Madison is on the Bravo hit TV show, Southern Charm. And I say hit maybe a little loosely because I feel like this season was a complete disaster. But that's their problem, not mine. Um, But once Southern Charm wrapped up, there was so much happening. And our worlds collided back with our girl, Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach. So Madison was dating her castmate, Austin. And that's really how she got onto the show. And again, you guys probably really don't care about this, but... I've lost sleep over this, so that's why we're going to talk about it. Um, So Madison and Austin dated, and their relationship was toxic the whole entire time. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Like, it was watching a train wreck. And I know we all have those friends that you look at their relationships, and you're just kind of like, what is going on? Like, are you guys completely blind to the dysfunction that is your relationship. But again, there's a couple things I keep my mouth shut on and it's what makes other people happy when it comes to relationships. So I don't really interfere. But anyway, so 
their relationship has played out on Southern Charm for the past two years. And again, very toxic. You're watching a, a car crash at this point. So they broke up. They ended things. And about, I don't know, maybe two months ago, Kristen, our number one Kristen from 2009, reappears. Um, and she's partying on Instagram Live with Craig and Austin, who are cast members on Southern Charm. And I mean, they are partying. And I'm not going to say anything, but I haven't partied like that since my Winona State days. But these girls and guys were going crazy. I mean, whoa. I mean, I, whew, you go, girl. Um, but they were singing Taylor Swift's Never Getting Back Together. And they were live and they were making fun of Madison and Austin's relationship. And Kristen's best friend, Justin, jumped on the mic and said, oh, Madison, you're never getting back together. And there was no stopping them. They were literally on one. So we fast forward and there's a lot of speculations that start coming out that Madison and Jay Cutler, Kristen's ex-husband, allegedly kind of started to have a little bit of a romance. But again, we weren't 100% sure. But with those rumors came the rumors of Kristen and Austin, Austin, Madison's ex-boyfriend, that maybe Kristen and Austin had a little fling. So it's a big love square, rectangle, I don't know. But anyways, before the reunion of Southern Charm, Madison answers back and goes on an Instagram live and is alleging that Kristen should have been with her kids that day. And she was basically mocking the whole Instagram live, which again, fine. I mean, I think once you start introducing someone's kids, that's when you're really starting to uh, get a little dicey. But Madison has always been super messy. So again, I wasn't super surprised. But the next day on Instagram, Jay and Kristen post this united front picture and saying nothing can break us apart, all this stuff. And Madison, that didn't sit well with her. Madison literally responded on stories and said, I'm going to post receipts. Again, Madison is very, very messy. So none of this is surprising me at this point. So Madison gets on Instagram and starts posting these screenshots of conversations between her and Jay. Allegedly, this was the full conversation. Now, I will say that this conversation was a little mm, choppy. I mean, maybe she was using voice text. I saw people mention that. Or maybe she did delete a few things. Again, I don't know. I'm not Madison. But basically along the lines, it was Jay really pursuing her. Whatever. But then she says she's going to go on this podcast mid-February and tell all. Well, in my mind, I said, mm, my interest is going to be gone. I'm not going to be talking about this mid-February. But here we are, mid-February. I'm still talking about that. Because since then, Madison has now started a new rumor, kind of playing along with the reunion of Southern Charm, where Alex Rodriguez has entered the chat. Alex Rodriguez is engaged to J-Lo. J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez are 
celebrities of different caliber. They are like way beyond Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm, the dud show on Bravo. It has now been alleged that Madison has flown to Miami during the pandemic and allegedly maybe have had some affairs with A-Rod. Now, I don't like A-Rod. I think A-Rod is a cheater. I think he allegedly or whatever cheated in his career. And I think it's pretty much just a Google search away to see what he's else he's cheated on in life and one being his ex-wife. And so, yeah, you think J-Lo, you know, the girl who just sang at the 46th presidential inauguration, he probably wouldn't cheat on, but it's really hard to change someone's past. And since then, there's been so many things coming out on the blogs and whatnot about how, you know, this definitely happened. A-Rod sneaks into this girl's DMs, does this, and it just... It really bothers me that he has such a glow with him because he's dating J-Lo and I think it's using her and making his image look better. And I think we really need to just start looking at him as a person. And, you know, if Madison and him allegedly did hook up in Miami over the pandemic and whatnot, I really don't want to put Madison against J-Lo. I want Madison to own it, but obviously she signed some NDA because this person's name was bleeped during the whole reunion. I just think that we have to hold A-Rod accountable. And I don't like Madison because again, I think she is very messy and I think she is doing whatever it takes to become famous. And it, And it's working. I mean, she's all over social media. Again, some of you probably don't even care about her, but I I think it's I think it's something that we really need to watch because you know, it's even been a week and now she's being plastered all over because she announced why she got plastic surgery. And Madison is beautiful. I mean, she's a beautiful person. And now she's making headlines because she's owning plastic surgery and we should all, you know, embrace ourselves. And this is what made her confident. And I don't know, I'm really excited to watch or not watch, excuse me, listen to what Madison has to say on this podcast that she's going on this week and kind of see what else comes up because I don't think that this conversation is over. And I think we're really just going to learn more. I don't think we're ever going to know the truth about what happened with A-Rod, but I mean, Eric Decker has allegedly entered the chat. There's rumors about him. I just, I hope we hold Madison accountable for her actions, but also we keep the conversations going about the men in the, the um, in this scenario and these relationships, because that's truly what is very disturbing because the only person here that wouldn't necessarily be at fault is Jay Cutler because he was recently divorced. But A-Rod is very publicly engaged and Eric Decker is very publicly married. And that's where this is just getting insane. And I think this week we're going to learn a little bit more on that. Okay. I have to touch on The Bachelor. I have kind of hopped in and out of 
the Bachelor franchise in recent years just because I think it's all the exact same thing every single year. And it's the same storyline. They have the villains. They have this. And I don't know. I just think it's very predictable. But honestly, I think Matt James is one of the most boring Bachelor leads that we've ever like that we've ever had and I think he's just very uncomfortable around the screen because we're so used to seeing people who have already done this before that I think maybe it's a little bit of a step back it's refreshing but it's not you know I just I think he's so boring and I was so excited about um having him as the lead and I thought he was going to be so good and it was going to be such a good step forward for the bachelor franchise and honestly, I feel like he doesn't have a connection with any contestant. And maybe it's because I'm searching Instagram the whole time I'm watching. But I just think it's so dragged out and it's all the same thing. I'm also kind of wondering, like, why he's so uncomfortable in front of the screen so much. I mean early pandemic and when he was in like the quarantine house or whatever with Hannah Brown and Tyler and whatnot. I mean, we were seeing some funny TikToks. He was showing so much more of a personality. And now that it's like all eyes on him, it's really, really boring. Like it's really bad. And I don't even like really want to touch a ton on some of the controversy that's come on. Um, come out about Chris Harrison and just where this franchise is going because I think it's actually really disgusting and disturbing. And I think Chris Harrison should be accountable. I know he is stepping aside for some time, which is, I don't even know what that means. Like, is he coming back or whatnot? But to defend racist behavior, just, it's not, it's just not where we should be as a society. But Again, going back to Matt James, like, I don't know if any of you guys watch Bravo as much as I do, but he was on Thursday night, he was, um, I guess, on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and we saw a completely different person. I mean, he was funny, he was confident, he was, like, so engaged and so, like, showing that person that we saw on TikTok when all of this started, and I just think, like... I don't know if it's so overly produced now, but I think it's time, unpopular opinion, I think it's time that The Bachelor wraps it up. I think celebrate what you had, celebrate those wins, those relationships, but nobody's coming on there to find marriage. Like Bachelor isn't about getting married anymore. Like it's not, they don't care about that. They all wanna be revolved models and Instagram influencers. They want the fab fit fun boxes. They want those sponsors and you know, I think that it's just, we're rewarding people who are going onto a show that's supposed to be about love, but we're rewarding them by giving them a platform to become uber successful and not showing really any talent for it. And I'm not saying that they're talentless people, because of course everybody has their, their talents, but I'm just wondering, like, people work really dang hard to build a following and build a presence on Instagram and on social media. And these people, which are doing a lot of work to get casted on the show and you have to be the certain type of way, but they're not even representing half of America, like over half of America. 
everyone is a size two. Everyone looks absolutely perfect. Don't even get me started on why they have to wear ball gowns on a date and this. Like, it's just, it's so not real. And I know reality TV is like, it's my scapegoat. It's my favorite thing to watch, but I'm just like, ugh. I can't do it anymore. So I think this is maybe the end of my bachelor, bachelorette journey because I just can't handle it. But, you know, I hope that executive producers, Chris Harrison, um, ABC, really take a look at themselves in the mirror and decide, like, is this benefiting us anymore? And I know it gets good ratings, but... If I have to watch another group date of some random competition, like last week they went bowling, like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe even The Bachelor or Bachelorette can't be done in the quarantine setting. And who knows when we're ever going to be free from our houses. I know a lot of people just have decided that they are, which is everybody's own choice. But I don't know. I... I just, oh, I can't do it anymore. I think it's so bad. I think everybody has a past and different mistakes, but by putting these people on this national platform, they're either A, getting uber famous, or they're going to be the next victim of cancel culture. And I mean, that's on God and them, but whew, they better really start figuring this out soon. I think in the meantime... This girl's wrapping it up. Thanks for the mems, Batch, but I'm gone. Okay, honestly, I think at the end of the day, if you're looking for a reality TV show that is uber addicting and nothing like The Bachelor and worth your time, I'm going to encourage you to jump on the Summer House bandwagon. I've watched Summer House since season one, episode one, but you really don't have to start getting crazy with it until season three because the cast hasn't had too much change since then. It is so good. It is so funny. And I have to give a shout out to Luke on Summer House, who is a major um, but is from Minnesota and Minnesota is so highly underrepresented on reality TV that whenever I see someone on it, I just have to get pumped. I have to, I'm excited about it. I think we deserve more. I think the Midwest is very underrated. And whenever Bravo wants to give me 30 seconds of their time, I want to pitch to them a house or a show, not a house. Uh, show about cabin country in Minnesota because that shit's crazy and I think it would be very successful and I think the Midwest deserves some some time in the spotlight and if they want to cast me then here I am I'm ready but again to kind of go back to the Matt James scenario and the contestants with the bachelor and how sick of them I am it's all about influencing and it's all about becoming an influencer so you guys I was really influenced 
and I really am influenced by TikTok. And I wish I wasn't. I wish I could just be like, mm, not not my cup of tea. But it is. I mean, it's so bad. It's so good. And I don't know if you don't if you don't have TikTok, you can find the majority of the people that I love on TikTok on Instagram too. It's not quite the same because you're just not scrolling through minute long random videos, but there's a couple things that I need to discuss with you. And one of it is the TikTok feta pasta trend. It's so good. I hate that it's good. I wish I didn't like it. I wish it sucked. But Luke and I were influenced and we made it and it was really freaking good. And I would encourage you this week to find some, even feta crumbles, some cherry tomatoes and pasta and indulge in something that was discovered on a problematic social media platform but is worth your time. And also, you have to follow Tinks. She's on, she's on, um, it, I would, I don't know. I would say she's a little bit more of like a TikToker. I think that's probably where she really got like her groove thing on social media. I mean, I could be completely wrong because I just started following her on Instagram. So maybe I actually have no idea, but her TikToks are so funny. She does rich mom starter packs. You know, I, I just, I love her. I think she's uber relatable. I think she talks about so many things that, well, interest me, probably might not interest people who have actual things to worry about, but I'm a fan. And finally, sticking on my TikTok trend, you guys, I have a lot of beef with Addison Ray. I really do. And I wish I didn't, you know, I wish I didn't care, but I feel like, I don't know. I remember when I got confirmed and my first Eucharist, I think that's what it's called. Don't tell my mom I didn't know that. Um, I got, you know, so many beautiful gifts. I'm really embarrassed that I don't know if I got that right. I feel like mm, that Catholic guilt, but whatever. Um, I'm sure I'll get lectured about it at some point. I got the Bewitch CD, like, say la vie. I will never sing again. I promise you that. But um, honestly, I remember the dances I made up. And I used to make my brother video record them. So I could watch my own music videos to Bewitch and do horrific dances. But you guys, our generation ran so they could walk. Or is it walk to run? Or did we walk and they were, uh, whatever. I don't know. But we did the work and we're not getting credit for it. We're being told now that we can't wear side parts and skinny jeans. But we're supposed to just give this generation all the credit. Like I was doing interpretive dancing in sixth grade and that shit did not make me millions. Addison Rae is famous for dancing, weirdly, maybe a little provocative, and now she's hanging out with the Kardashians. She's doing something right, and I did it. I did it all first. Chris wasn't calling me. These are the things I think about at night. Like, this is why I don't sleep at night, because 
all I wanted to do when I was famous was, or when I was famous, when I was younger was to be like Oprah, to be like Kelly Ripa. I couldn't sing. I really couldn't dance, but neither can this girl. No offense, Addison, allegedly in my mind, you can't dance. You like weird little hip shimmies. I mean, I put forth work. I was doing high kicks. I was jumping. I was doing everything and nothing. I got nothing from it. And this girl is literally worth millions of dollars. And guess what? Apparently now she's coming out with a single. Now she's singing. Can she sing? I don't know. We did the work. Every one of us, when we had our Sony camcorders out recording our dance moves, making up dances to sync, Bye Bye Bye, which don't get me started on because I'm having a little emotional problems with Justin Timberlake, who was my first love, who is now getting a lot of heat about Britney. And if you haven't watched the Free Britney documentary on Hulu, you got to because we're talking about it. And I want to hear your opinions. And I've been saying that. Like we, but I mean, anyways, back to it. We did the work. And now, just because of social media and where we are at in a society, these people are making millions. I'm not saying I could be Addison Ray back in 1999, but I'm not saying I couldn't be. I've always loved social media. I've always loved pop culture. But I didn't have social media when I was doing the work. I'm just saying Addison Rae owes us a thank you. And if this song she comes out with is an absolute dud, which, don't hold your breath. And if you don't know who Addison Rae is, just skip on by. She's just some TikToker who made up weird dances became friends with Kourtney Kardashian even though she's 20 years old and Kourtney's like 42 and it's the weirdest relationship you've ever watched but because what do they have in common but who am I to judge we're just all living our best lives Addison is just I don't know maybe I'm jealous and and that's on me and that's on me and you know I do want to touch a little bit on Courtney and Travis Barker allegedly being in a relationship because that makes me like really happy. I like Travis Barker. I think he's very different than what we're used to seeing our Kardashians with, but honestly, Courtney's too good for Scott. I and mean, if Scott's still bebopping around with 19 year olds, I ain't got time for it. None of us should. He's like 40 something. He doesn't need to be dating Lisa Rinna's daughter. I mean, come on, dude. Like, ugh, ugh. She's 19. He's 40 something. What do they have in common? I'm worried about Scott. I need to check in on him. I'm worried about Scott. I mean, I don't think I actually could check in on him, but I think we got to keep our eyes on because now his hair is bleached blonde and that relationship is very weird. And relationships. You know, for those who don't really know me, Luke and I, my now fiance, got engaged on December 23rd in the middle of a blizzard in our house that we had just bought back in August. And it was the most wonderful, perfect, 
unplanned thing that ever happened to me that I'm so utterly grateful for. Planning a wedding is something that I think people try to prepare you for, but until you're in it, you don't really fully understand what it's going to be like. And then you throw in this very unknown state of our country and our world in this global pandemic that we're still living in. And it's now almost been a year and you don't know what to do And you, we want to start our lives, but is it this? And we want these people there, but is it fair? And honestly, I didn't sign up for it, but so we're still deciding like what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. What's going to be our, like, I don't know our situation because we do want to have like a smaller destination wedding. But again, that's really hard with the pandemic. But so we haven't set a date. We've done a few other things that are kind of out of sequence from what normal people do, but I've never really gone with the grain. But I found my wedding dress. And so basically... My mom and I went to a store because it was just the two of us because different rules and regulations. And it was also at the time, the coldest day in Minnesota's winter. So I was like, it's not fair to have people drive there. No, let's just, let's just go and check it out. So we did. And, you know, I, I had an idea of what I wanted. Um, and so, you know, talk to the stylist and I would recommend beholden to, Anybody who's looking for a dress, I think they do a fantastic job. I think you get a really good quality of dress. They do great collaborations, but, and it's not completely ridiculous in the price point. And so I had done my research because I didn't want to spend like thousands and thousands of dollars on a dress that I'm literally going to wear once. And if I have a future daughter, she's probably not going to want to wear it either. And so that was kind of like my mindset. I was going into it and whatnot. But so I found the dress. Everything was good. And you guys, on February 13th at 2.13 in the morning, I got an email. I woke up because I'm not the greatest sleeper. I woke up and I clicked on my email on accident. And I will say on accident because I try not to... Um, I try not to check my emails in the middle of the night because I can get a little like anxiety from it. And when I did that, oh, there it was. Your wedding, wedding dress has been canceled. I literally know that there's going to be so many other things that happen in this process. And I know that it's going to be a long process and there's going to be so many disappointments and I recognize that there's a lot of gals that have had bigger disappointments but that moment where you think you found something that you love so much because you were and you were so nervous about trying on dresses because you see tv shows and you see this and you're there's just you know, bridal sizes and this and body image and everything. And I just had so much anxiety about it. And I'm a semi-confident person. I don't, I mean, obviously there's those insecurities that I have within myself, but 
when like my dad dropped my mom and I off and we got out of the car, we went into the store, we talked about what we wanted. She pulled probably eight dresses. The second dress I found, tried on, I said, I found it. This is it. This is the wedding dress I want. I like nothing. I tried on other ones after and I just kept on thinking about it. Like it just had the detail and it was just romantic and whimsical and and to just like see that email, like I was like, what the? I just want to focus in now on this wedding planning and like focus on what really is important. And that's having my best friends there and having my family there and cutting out so much of the BS. And I think there's so much stress. And I know like when COVID and all these COVID brides happened, everyone said, you know, this is a change in the wedding industry. And it is, but I think it is and it isn't because I think we've grown up. I mean, I'm almost 30. Well, oh my God, I am 30 years old. Oh, okay. So I'm 30 years old and I've had this expectation in my mind and I think it's fair to understand and recognize that. And I just, when this first really big hiccup came up, I was really crabby and I was on very emotional and just, I, I, I still don't even know if I'm going to get the wedding dress I want. I mean, I don't, I hopefully by tomorrow I know. I just want the process to be, it just doesn't have to be like this. And after this incident, I, ugh. I mean, I don't know if I'll sleep tonight. I hope I sleep tonight. I should sleep tonight because I barely slept last night. But it's hard. And expectations versus reality. And no matter what we say and no matter, yes, at the end of the day, it's, it is just one day. But I, but I don't want to discredit that the dreams and the wishes and the wants that we have because dating is hard. Finding someone you want to spend the rest of your life with is hard getting married is what is is the most important thing out of this it is our marriage it's the start of our forever but it's hard not to get a little wrapped up in some of this stuff i don't know whatever um you guys i'm running out of time i'm so excited for this journey to start together and i hope that we that you guys listen and join in and participate. And if you want to be on the pod, let's talk. Let's let's get this thing going. Let's get, I keep saying Minnesota on the map because I think all podcasters are from like California and um, New York and whatnot. But I, I'm excited and I thank you guys again for listening. I'll be back next week talking again for whatever amount of time and about all the things we text our best friends about. So basically this recap is everything I've been texting my best friends about. And if you want to follow along on this journey, please follow me on Instagram at not another basic girl. 
where you can see updates and participation. So thanks again for joining in on this episode, and I will talk to you later. End chat.